0: Hello, hello, and welcome to the Gardner Carney Leadership Institute podcast. The GCLI has developed a pedagogy of leadership, which combines brain science, leadership studies, cultural competency, and developmental psychology. Its mission is to teach teachers to teach leadership to students. This is your go-to podcast for discussions, tips, and stories for leadership and leadership education. And I am your host, Katherine Birdie, but please call me Birdie. Our world is in dire need of people just like you, people who are committed to building communities of leaders, young and old. So let's get busy leading the next generation of leaders, and thank you for joining us. Hello, everyone. Today's guest is a household name for recent GCLI attendees, but for you early adopters of the GCLI and for new listeners, get ready to be wowed by my guest, wit wisdom, and vulnerability as we talk about empowering stories as a lens for teaching leadership. Rishi Waganathan is the head of the upper school at the Wellington School, which is a school in Columbus, Ohio, with the mission to help students find their purpose and realize their potential in tomorrow's world. Wow. Such a mission requires tremendous personalized dedication and few do personalized authenticity, quite like Rishi. I can say this with absolute certainty because we've taught and learned together through the GCLI for over five years. He is a champion for social justice, a brilliant educator, an authentic leader, and a joyous human being. Everyone, please welcome Rishi Raghunatham. Hello, Rishi.
1: Brady, that was so sweet. I'm so humbled uh, by that introduction. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So happy to be here.
0: Uh, You are so welcome. Truly, wherever you are, you bring light. And I want to thank you for being here. And I also just want to jump right in to the fact that you are a tremendous storyteller. You use metaphor and analogy seamlessly. And as an example, I would like to point listeners to your GCLI bio, which references the one and only Bruce Lee. And it also talks about a quotation about the shapes of water i've done those we've all done those bios but yours actually tells a story tell me has storytelling always been easy for you or is it something that you've had to practice
1: uh that's a great question uh i I, at this point in time i would say it's something that i just do um, and, and sometimes I can see my wife telling me, get to the point. I don't have time for a story, uh, <laughs> just get to the, uh, what you're trying to, to tell me. And sometimes I see it in the way, um, my daughter Anika tells a story to, I'm like, child, get to the point. And, uh, so I think it's how I, uh, how I frame things. And there's, there's a story there to be told. There's a lesson to be learned. There's a, a, a laugh uh, to be squeezed out of something so along the way it's part of the, the theatrical aspect of, of it so i think i enjoy uh the, the social uh, exchange of telling a story and making people laugh and the energy that that comes out of it and um and i always i joke with kids uh when i work with them here at school i'll say you know my superpower is uh unsolicited advice <laughs> you didn't come into this room to ask for something and now I'm just going to dip into my unsolicited, super, you know, my superpower and tell you something that you need to do uh, in, in life. And it's done with, you know, a little bit of humor and, 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 and a smile. So I think the storytelling aspects also then allows us to connect uh, with each other. You know, I'm, I may look different. I may look unrelatable. I may be speaking to somebody that is uh, that's unrelatable. And then you find the thing. And I, I remember um, when I first started uh, working and thinking to myself, well, oh, these kids think of me, it was easy to ask conversations. Hey, what's that pin on your backpack? You know, what is the, uh, what does that t-shirt say? Or what do you, why do you have that? And you, so you come from a place of curiosity then people tell you about themselves. And um, and then it turned out, I, I really enjoy walking through common spaces and I say, good morning to everybody. So they, they walk past me as good morning, hi, how are you? And And so when someone says, I'm fine, I'll say, that's good, you know, what's what's good? Uh, and someone might say, I'm not doing well. And so as I'm walking through the hallway, I will stop and say, tell me more. What's going on? You know, this is your chance to, to get it out of your system. And, you know, we'll we'll listen. I might not be able to fix it, but at least I'm, I'm listening. And so that's part of it. I just, you know, you go validate every single person. And then in the process of that validation and checking in, you gain a story, something to remember and to connect yeah. back with that, you know, with, with, with young people. So, so I guess it's just, it's just part of who I am.
0: It's part of who you are. Well, everybody does have a story. And I think that you are able to elicit them so seamlessly is such a gift to those who you encounter. Um, you're well-read you find things so, so interesting, you have, you have that curiosity that I think is almost childlike. And I love how you bring that to the GCLI and I'm sure you do the same at Wellington. There's a line in um, your bio back to that. Um, and I kinda wanna know the leadership story behind this quotation. Um, again, everybody go back and look at, at his bio, but one of your quotations, I don't think it's a Bruce Lee quotation. You say, water can keep its core and adapt to the changing world. What's the leadership story behind that observation and how did you come by that observation? Uh,
1: yeah, absolutely I'll share that and I again I, I, I don't think I said that I think it still might be a Bruce Lee quote and if I said it okay. I sound way smarter than I actually am uh, in, <laughs> in, in, in that moment but uh, water is something that has uh, has always appealed to me and it was a um, yeah, it was a, a, a teacher. Uh, at, that I once knew who said to me huh okay I would just keep doing these things and said huh you're like water you just seem to find your way and I thought that's a really interesting quote and and, and why would you say that about me and I said start to process and think about it well you know water can go with the flow um, as Bruce Lee says water can take the shape of a cup water can crash water can be can be still but in my own personal leadership journey I am not traditional to independent schools I didn't have the master's degree. I didn't have the pedigree that everyone else had. And, you know, on a resume, you can look at something and check off all the boxes and say, this person can work here. So in, when I worked at university school, I worked my way um, through the system. I worked at any opportunity that was given to me. And, and, and maybe I felt like I had a chip on my shoulder and I had something to prove, but I proved it by just doing the work. And, and that ultimately is the, you know, was, was, the uh, was that reward. And so to me, water is, uh, became that metaphor. And so sometimes you know, you're a big bendy river um, and, and water is just going to do that. Other times water hits an obstacle and you gotta go around that obstacle. Um, I can't sit there and complain that there's a rock in my path. I guess I just go around it. Sometimes you hit a dam and you gotta sit there for a while. Okay, I guess I'll sit there for a while. Um, sometimes you get angry and you flood. So it, it just seemed completely, uh, completely apt. And uh, I, I'm an amateur photographer. I also like the reflection that that water holds. So what you see above, and you know what you see, what, what is reflected on the on the surface of the water, you know what might be right beneath the surface that also plays with the reflection. So that kind of ties into to identity uh, and who we are. So that that just turned out to be that metaphor, and it's it's also letting people know that we find our way and. In in independent schools, we uh, we're told that there's a way and we we want to manufacture the way, like you know, whatever it might be, right? There's there's a there's a tension in being in a school and, and and outcomes and products. And water reminds me of yes, the outcomes are important, they're an important part of what we do, but process is is just as important. And the journey is is as valuable uh, and sometimes that you appreciate where you got to knowing what you did and oh, and, yeah. and where you came from. So telling kids that I, I, I'm not I don't I don't look traditional on paper and and that's okay. Uh, I differentiate myself in, in, in other ways and in how I treat people and, and how I, I do the work.
0: Well, you do it beautifully and I think that's such a great metaphor. I mean really I mean it's it's not just for students. I think it, it, it carries on like, like a river. It flows and it will flow from elementary school to middle school to high school to whatever lies beyond and I think that that is a wonderful way of helping students realize that it's a continuum their their own story is a continuum and that obstacles and um, rapids are part of their story as are the, those quiet still moments of reflection I think that's a wonderful way of looking at leadership and education and how we see the world in ourselves thank you
1: <laughs> absolutely and i think that's the piece and i think the resilience that's what we want yeah. our kids to have and i think water has been that that metaphor of resilience for me
0: i love it i love it what are some of the favorite stories that you tell yourself if we all tell oh. ourselves stories what are what's the one that you tell yourself the most what's the one you have to tell yourself
1: Uh, Birdie, I didn't, I didn't get, ex- uh, I didn't expect to get stumped yeah. so quickly, but uh, uh, <laughs> but here, here we are. Uh, that's, I think that the, what I try to tell myself, um, I'm hard on myself, and that might come as a surprise to some people, just based on how affable I am, and and you know, again, I'm water, I'm going with the flow, but I'm hard on myself, and I also recognize that in my head if I'm left to my own devices, I listen to the no's. I listen to the voices that uh, that, that challenge my, my self-esteem and it, you know, it makes me doubt myself. And so I do know that aspect of me. And so uh, the stories I tell myself are, are the stories that um, remind me that I've done difficult things and that when I experience discomfort, when I feel particularly challenged, I need to remember that in, Previous times, I've experienced this, and I've come across on the other side, and mm-hmm. I can't get caught in the in the moment. You know, you have to you have to ride the wave. If we're sticking with water metaphors, you know, you have to you have to ride that wave, and 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 figure out how you get to that to that other side. And so, I think for my stories, it's remembering. So this is actually a perfect time to talk about it. And um, this is my fourth year at at Wellington, and I affectionately refer to it as my second year. Um, my, my first year in the job it was uh, yeah, I was new as a, as a division head uh, new to the community new to the school and then the pandemic hit and so I had I, I learned some things about the job and about me but it was it, it wasn't the actual first year uh, the second year was our pandemic year so that's again another first year and then last year was another first year because it was the adjustment to, from a, from, a, from a pandemic to a more endemic school and, and so this year, to me, is truly year four, also known as year two. And and okay. so as I have uh, started this year, the perspective that I've had is I remember how terrified I was when I got to Wellington. I remember how terrified I was when um, we had to go uh, home at when school was canceled and the shutdown happened. And I remember thinking to myself, you know, how am I going to convince these people who've known me only for six months—that this is the right decision. How do I convey to people that I care about them through a screen? You know, what, what do I do? I mean, the, the terror was 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 real, and and then in the last couple of years, we've opened schools through pandemics, we've we've taught through pandemics, we've we've done really difficult things and made changes that independent schools have never been able to make. So for me, I have to have perspective, and and remember that. Uh, Good and bad days um, are part of the process. Uh, they exist. They happen. Uh, you take the good with the bad, and then you sort it out later. So the stories I tell myself are those those things. Like you've done hard things. You have built um, a legacy for yourself, a career, uh, and, and most importantly, what I have built is an is an amazing team. I can't, I can't say enough about the people that I um, I get to collaborate with. My you know my my teachers here. And, and that I, I respect them and and they respect me and we'll get through this together. So it's it's making sure that the, um, the front of my brain uh, stops talking <laughs> uh, and and I find a way to, to calm myself and and, uh, and, to, and to get going and then I just have to remember uh, that I've done something stupid and I got past that too. Um, you know I, I, I have enough, mistakes in my life and i've, I've endured all of them and, and this too shall pass
0: absolutely i know that the pandemic has left a lot of us feeling this way but one thing that i think you mentioned and i think that you exhibit in your relationships is just the vulnerability and the humanity um, that comes with walking around on the planet right um i don't know i think everybody. Ha- right now, I think, especially out of the pandemic and trying to renegotiate the world is talking about how hard it is. And it is hard, but I think riding that wave, I love, let's keep that metaphor going. I love it, I love it. Um, In riding that wave, how do humor and silliness factor in?
1: One of the things that really attracted me to to Wellington uh, is the authenticity and what i what i love about the fact that we said we want kids to be who they are and and most importantly to also be responsible so i think sometimes you know we can say we're authentic folk and, and this is who i am take it or leave it but that responsibility piece adds another layer where you say well this is who i am but what is my relationship to a community what is my relationship to everyone else um you know so what is that balance and so with me when i when i think about the authenticity, uh, I, I remember that uh, kids these days—they have it much harder than than I ever did. So, you know, not to say that what happened to me when I was a kid was not difficult or challenging, but what young people face today is is much more different and 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 much more challenging than what we had, just given everything that's going on in the world in this moment, and amplified by social media and the access that they have uh, to constant uh, to information. And so in in this piece, uh, I want kids to know you can be yourself and that you don't have to sacrifice that authenticity for an end product. And so part of what I've always done is is challenge the system, Um, sometimes in really silly ways. So if there was a dress code, then I didn't necessarily follow the dress code the way it was supposed to be. You know, maybe my tie didn't match, my tie was too short, um, my shirt and blazer didn't match, but it was the point of, you know, I'm, I'm wearing these things and it doesn't take away from what you actually measure me by, which is the work I produce and my work that I'm producing is really top-notch and and uh, and, and good quality. And I also want kids to, to take some time to laugh at themselves, not everything is serious. And and we've all done the research on, on how challenging um, schools can be, and, and kids will, will put their head down and work, 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 and not have fun. And so it's important to have some fun and to, and to not take yourself seriously. So I have um, you know, different ways of manifesting that. And oftentimes the way I dress is how I, 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 I manifest that. And so certainly um, at the first day of school, we have a uh, one, I wear a Jaguar suit. Uh, it is a three-piece suit uh, that is, <laughs> uh, it's a hundred percent polyester and so ludicrously hot. But our mascot is the, uh, is the jaguar, and I wear it with pride. It's a suit pant, a suit jacket, and, and a tie. Sometimes I wear a gold chain with it. Sometimes I'll, I'll mix things up. I also have a, uh, um, a jaguar uh, thick fur coat that I'll wear on other days. So it's showing that silliness and saying, yep, I'm perfectly fine doing this and uh, finding the joy in, in being who I am. And, and, and that's a key part of, of modeling to the young people that you know you you have to be yourself you have to like who you are and you have to live with yourself
0: absolutely oh my goodness i can just see you in the three-piece suit with the with the jacket that's that's awesome and i I love it you can put a
1: picture up with the with the
0: i I may have to i may have to you'll have to send me one um how do you um i know just. being present and being curious are ways to help students tell their stories. But do you have any tips for teachers in getting students to to know themselves, love themselves, and empower themselves through story?
1: Uh, yeah. I, I think, you know, as I as I ponder this question, I'm thinking back to when I was in the classroom and I even think about um, what we're doing here at at Wellington, but uh, any opportunity that you get for students to tell their stories or or, or to own their stories, I think they're great places, right? Where can kids express themselves? Um, Where can they engage with the world um, authentically? Where can they have conversations with each other and still realize that you know what, at the end of it, this is a difficult conversation, I still have some respect for you um, at the at the end of this, at the end of this conversation. Uh, the storytelling that I did uh, in, in, in the classroom was often it was it was just on you know a community time. Um, I would uh, start my class with a with a very simple uh, kids would come in and I would say, you know, what what's on your mind? You know, what's up? And I called it checking your baggage. And when you when you start a class, uh, I don't, you know, we don't know where the kids are coming from. I'm starting the class as a teacher. I know exactly what I want out of this class period. Uh, but students are coming in. Did they get an upsetting test? Did they uh, did they get into a uh, got a grade in a class that they weren't ready for? Uh, you know, they're hungry. Whatever it might be. So I I make sure that we begin the class by level setting. So at that very moment, somebody might popcorn up and say, "I'm hungry." I'm like, "Hey, buddy, me too." Um, we're, going, we're going to wait this out. Or someone might say, I'm excited about a game tonight. So whatever that little piece was at the beginning, that checks the baggage. You've, you've exhaled a bit, and then we can begin the hard work. I used to take my classes on a walk in the middle of class. It was a good brain break, but in the process of walking, I would converse and check in with different kids and just kind of read the room. and and hear them. Um, I used to, uh, you know, so different ways of just getting feedback and listening to kids. And then they start to tell their stories. And I I was very strategic also about comment writing and, and making sure that in that comment writing, I was writing about the possible, leadership skills a child would have, and how are those leadership skills, skills manifesting themselves, and, and, and how could that be helpful in making this child a, a, a better learner? So there is, really isn't a one-size-fits-all. It, it depends on the teacher. It depends on the learning environment that you want to create in your classroom and the outcomes that you want to support. And then doing it with others. You know, doing it with a team, whether it's an academic team, whether it's an advising team. Uh, if, if a teacher has to do it alone, it's incredibly hard. Uh, the more people doing this work, the better.
0: You know, Wellington to me seems kind of like a fairy tale school that it where you are empowering students with curiosity, self awareness, resiliency. But this personal touch is is just incredible, and it can't help but generate leadership skills in the most authentic ways when you take that personalized approach. So. I'm hats off to Wellington and to you as a leader and a storyteller and um, a teacher in that community. I really, really hope that you have the most wonderful year and that Wellington has the most wonderful year. And thank you for sharing yourself and your stories with the GCLI podcast.
1: Bernie, thank you so much. I love working here at Wellington. This is my favorite place. And I so... Uh, I'm happy to be, be with you. It's been a long time. And if the powers that be want me back, I, I will gladly come back, Bernie, anytime.
0: Oh, round two for sure. Thank yeah. you, Rishi. Have a great day.
1: Thank you. Bye, Catherine.
0: Thank y'all for joining us today, and we'll see you in two weeks' time. Until then, visit us at gclileadership.org and follow us on Facebook, LinkedIn, and Twitter. You'll find all of our links at the bottom of our podcast. And until then, lead on.